Hey, everybody, it's JT from Grilling at the Green. John Breaker and the great folks at Birdie Ball have a short time offer for all of you listeners. You just go to birdieball.com, and when you place your order, there's a place on that form for a discount code. Use G-A-T-G. That's G-A-T-G. Of course, it stands for Grilling at the Green. And you will get 20% off anything you order from birdieball.com. Now, it's a short-time offer. It expires in about a week, so you want to get on it. Go to birdieball.com, place your order, uh, use the code G-A-T-G, and get 20% off. You heard it here on Grilling at the Green. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green. I'm Jeff Tracy, your host. We'd like to thank Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef just like your grandpa used to raise. Check them out online at PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com. Mark Gans made a terrific career out of being a CEO of large companies. But when you volunteer to run a nonprofit that holds a large and very important LPGA tournament, it's a different story. I talked to Mark after the Portland Classic about how it was being in the commander's chair for this event. Um, my next guest here on Grilling at the Green is one you're very familiar with if you've been listening to the show the last couple of months because he's made a couple of appearances and we're very grateful for him. Mark Gans, the CEO of the Tournament Golf Foundation here in Portland and also the chairman of the committee, which was Tournament Golf Foundation, that just put on the Portland Classic, the Amazing Cree Portland Classic. And I'm surprised he's even sitting upright after the last <laughs> two weeks. Uh, but Mark, welcome back. And I wanted to, uh, uh, this was your first year as chairman, and I kind of wanted to get your overview of how you thought it went. Uh, I thought it went well. So, um, well, thank you. I saw you out there and I, I'm, I, and you have a, you have a, you have a careful eye. So <laughs> if you think it went well, then that makes me happy. Um, I would say it was a remarkable achievement this year because uh, for the first time in a very, very long time, maybe ever, but I, I probably way back when, when the, in 1970s, um, it might have been an all-volunteer um, effort, but this year it was an all-volunteer effort. The leadership of the key areas of the tournament were um, were volunteers from our board, mm -hmm. uh, and the first among them was Rick McCloskey, who uh, agreed to be the tournament director and did it all uh, with no remuneration, um, but he did it. Uh, he just did a superb job. And Darcy Hansen, uh, also a member of the board, she took on all of the food and beverage and entertainment and pair, you know, the planning for the pairings party, uh, for the pro-am and all of those things, and just did also a superb job, um, both lining up sponsors that provided great food like Salties um, and, uh, Oregon Bev that provided probably some of the best and most interesting beverages we've had on site uh, in years. Uh, we had food carts uh, that were super popular. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so those two individuals stand kind of above in terms of just how much time they spend. And then there were people like Bill Tierney, who's in charge of all the volunteers. And that's an enormous effort of orchestrating the volunteer captains for the various pieces, whether it was marshals or scorers or, um, you know, the people who deliver the 
you know, the water to the ice chests and make sure that the players can stay hydrated or that remove the garbage, you know, and the trash that builds up from all the spectators. I mean, it was just, it's a Herculean effort. And this year it was volunteers that powered it completely. And I'm really proud of all of us volunteers sure. that made it happen. Uh, you know, we had, we had certain subcontractors that did things like build the the grandstands and you know and you know those are the you know laid all the cable and the lines um but even some of that was also part of sponsorships such as what xfinity did for us and it's just it's just a remarkable thing to see the community come together because they care about this tournament and and find a way to put it on and put it on in a professional manner and do it with all sweat equity and with no ex expectation of pay makes me very, very proud and, and humbled to be a part of this organization and this community that, that came together to make it happen. How was it received as far as the numbers of spectators? Um, I, I thought it looked good, but I don't know the numbers or even close well, to it. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm always suspect when people try to give estimates of numbers when you're on as something as 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 uh, vast as a golf course. Right. We did not. I'll tell you, we didn't have clickers at the at the gate um, counting people in. Maybe we should have. But I will. I looked at the parking lot, um, which was a pretty big field where mm -hmm. we had parking, and I've never seen in all the time I've been a part of this. I've never seen. Um, the parking lot so full on a Friday it was remarkable um, on Friday. And then Saturday and Sunday, where we actually we mowed more of the field to make room for more cars because it was more than we expected. And those got filled up on Saturday and Sunday. Right. Um, and I, you know, I, I'd like to think what was interesting, Jeff, is we did not spend a lot of money on promotion this year. Um, you know, in the past, we've had. Um, billboards and and uh more tv and radio kind of advertising but this year we we didn't and we relied more on social media um and earned media opportunities mm -hmm. and we had really strong partners in kgw primarily and, and kptv and they really you know they there were some great stories this year um, prior to the tournament related to some of the amateurs that were going to play local local amateurs and then it helped i think that our local hero caroline inglis yes uh, you know really <laughs> probably had her best ever lpga tournament and did it on her home course and that was a great story and i think it th those kinds of things brought the crowds out and then of course we could not have had better weather this year it was yeah. like perfect temperature and no smoke and you know it was just and very little wind it was just a beautiful weekend i, I think you had a <laughs> mark i think you had kind of an omen there for the all the new people involved especially at the management end in the different mm -hmm. positions and i know when i i came out to the course on thursday and then of course i was there over the weekend but just kind of looking at the atmosphere and like you said, looking at the weather and knowing what the weather was going to be like, it was like, yeah, there's a, 
there's a force greater than us that's saying <laughs> you should have this tournament now. That's the well, way I looked at it. So. I would say we weren't lacking in prayers uh, <laughs> throughout the whole week. <laughs> and and uh, I believe in, in grace and uh, we got some grace. But the, you know, the, the things that I was also really excited about that I just feel super good and the LPGA was excited about it. Uh, was the introduction of the family fund zone, which was mm -hmm. um, the focus of Umqua Bank's uh, new sponsorship of the tournament. And, you know, we brought in um, an organization from Chicago called Discover Golf. Right. And they're a young company with young people that love golf and really care about growing the game with young people and making it fun as opposed to like a technical sport, you know, but starting by making it fun and they use tennis balls and mm -hmm. other things. That place, we had a lot of families that came on Saturday and came back on Sunday because, and they said, well, our kids kind of insisted we come again because they loved that family fun zone and it creates such a great portal into the tournament uh, for they and their families. And then the other outstanding event was the the junior girls um par three event right. that took place on saturday afternoon and we had some lpga pros that came over and made appearances and signed autographs and one of them who even caddied for one of the young players <laughs> just on the spur of the moment i mean they were just awesome and the tournaments were really well received by the kids and their families that came along and walked with them and it kind of warmed my heart to go over there and see it. That was a focus of Les Schwab Tires sponsorship of our tournament. And the Les Schwab Tires CEO was there uh, just prior to the uh, beginning um, of the tournament. Uh, and there were other um, local Les Schwab leaders that stayed throughout the entire part of it. And, and it was just great. It was neat to see these wonderful local companies get involved in the tournament in new ways and creative ways and, and in ways that we're all about um, celebrating golf in general and boosting young kids' interest in it. Um, it's a, you know, as you know, it's a healthy and a wholesome sport. And, you know, it's all about being outdoors and heaven knows, you know, Kids need more reason to be outside instead of in front of screens. You know? uh, yeah. So it's a it's a wonderful thing. I, I feel very good about that. Wait till it's they awesome. get to, wait till they get to be our age and they're still staring at screens. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, the uh, and then, of course, the competition, Jeff, was really, really outstanding. What, oh, I mean, yeah. It was a horse race on Saturday and particularly Sunday. And, you know, uh, when the leaders made the turn. It was still a wide open golf tournament and that's the way you want it. And, and, it, and we had a great new first time winner. I, I told the folks from the LPJ that personally, I love it when we have first time winners yeah. here in Portland, we've had a few of them over the years. Um, you know, Brooke Henderson is a very good example of that. Marina mm -hmm. Alex, um, and, uh, Austin Ernst. Austin Ernst. Just, I mean, just feel wonderful when they will always remember Portland fondly because it was where they got their first trophy. And you have a pretty nice trophy too. Yeah, you do. And uh, they, they like it. 
I'll tell you a story about Austin Ernst. I was, of course, I've been covering this for years. And the day she shot her 61, 61, <laughs> I was the only guy with a camera on the course. And they, and that what really wasn't my assignment shooting action, action shots. It was, I was doing more of the corporate work, but the guy who was running the media room and the day, he comes over and he grabs me and he goes, go out to 16. We got a cart for you and you got to follow her in. And of course, then I had to take a picture of the card, you know, when she signed it and all anyway, it was, but I was the only guy there because the golf channel guys were still asleep. And I remember they, they sent somebody to the hotel to roust a couple of camera guys and some guys in the truck. It was a, it was a real hectic, like hour there, but we got our, we got our pictures, but it was kind of funny too. So and Jeff, I told you in some of the earlier podcasts how the partnership with Columbia Edgewater, we had kind of reset that partnership. Right. It had been a long relationship, but um, this year really allowed the opportunity uh, for us to kind of take a look at that and say, how do we make this um, more of a partnership, less of a kind of, yeah, turn your golf course, you know, we rent your golf course, turn it over to us. And it's kind of ours during the tournament, which is right. sometimes the professional organizations that we've hired in the past have treated Columbia Edgewater's, you know, facility as kind of a rented facility. And, you know, like the way you would rent somebody's house for a vacation or something. Sure. And my, my vision of it, and I, it turned out, you know, the leadership of the club's vision was aligned, was this should be a, you know, let's make this a partnership. We're all in this together. This isn't some, you know, uh, arm's length deal. This is, we're all doing this for the benefit of the community and everybody has its part, including the club. And so, um, you know, ideas began to emerge. An example being that uh, in the past, we had supplied the person who, uh, you know, was the starter on, the first and 10th tees, you know, would announce the players and the like. And this year, um, the women's organization at Columbia Edgewater, the Women Golfers Association, they 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 said they'd love to do that. And they sure. took it on. And and it was, I love the idea of women members inter- introducing women professional players, and they put a lot of enthusiasm into how they did those announcements and you know every little bit like that makes the tournament more special right and um and i really appreciated there were many other instances of how both the 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 members as well as the the senior staff of the club really stepped up and and partnered well with us um and i i just I hope that becomes, I hope that grows in terms of even more ideas in the future of how we can work together to make this tournament even more special. We know that the players love that golf course. They yes. love Columbia Edgewater. I, <laughs> I couldn't tell you how many times I heard this weekend, um, you know, in talking with many of the players who I've gotten to know over the years, how excited they were and how complimentary they were of Jim Myers and his team and the way they set up the course, the quality of the greens uh, and every aspect of the course. And it just makes for great competition. I was going to tell you, I don't know if you know this, perhaps you do, 
maybe Jim told you, but it was also a great data collecting science project. He had Dr. Chaz from Oregon State Turfgrass Program up there, and, and Doc Chaz was there all week long, and they were taking, um, you know, moisture samples and, and doing mm. all the calculations, and they were finding out just exactly how much water, I mean, to the quart almost of how much they needed to put on the course and stuff. I had a chance to talk with them on Sunday. It was quite interesting of all the stuff they were doing really behind the scenes to make that course just letter perfect. And uh, uh, we're going to do a wow. show on that later, but yeah, it was, it was really fascinating what they did. Oh, it's good. I mean, it's, it's, there's a lot that comes to, I mean, I, as I learned more intensively this year than ever, there is a great deal of complexity in putting on a tournament, whether it's, um, you know, managing the relationship with different sponsors, all of who have unique expectations and or personalities, shall we say, about how they do their sponsors, sponsorships. And, um, you know, the difference, for example, between Cambia as the title sponsor for the last seven years and Amazing Cree and kind of how that, how they each of those different organizations did partnership, did sponsorship, mm -hmm. um, could not have been more different this year. Uh, you know, so it was a big adjustment coming from Cambia to Amazing Cree and managing that, plus um, the added challenge of the language barriers um, or potential language barriers that had to be overcome, the cultural barriers that had sure. to be overcome, uh, and nuances that had to be understood. Uh, and and then you've got, you know, mother nature and man, you know, planning for whatever um, nature would throw at the at the tournament. Right. Fortunately, right. this year we had a very quiet and wonderful uh, experience on that front. But then there's security and managing the security piece. And that, as you know, is more complicated and more complex than it ever has been out in yeah. that part of town. And uh, this year was you know, no exception around that. Um, but, but it all went down well. And, um, you know, we had, we had an on-call physician, Dr. Caroline Hurd, who just, you know, when I, when I asked her if she would be willing to volunteer as the on-call physician, she said, certainly. And I knew she would do a great job if necessary. But I also said, I've been told by the LPGA, you don't need to worry. It's probably going to be a non-event you may get called once and it might be to you know call in a prescription or something for a player well it didn't turn out that way she had she was busy <laughs> she had <laughs> just maybe it's toward the end of the season or maybe it was just something but there were actually a number of players who had you know issues unrelated to necessarily like golf or you know right golf, but just other health issues that that dr Hurd had to Help now help them navigate. I mean, in a couple of cases, she was really able to navigate them to the right place or right specialist that could address their needs and do it on a timely basis while they were here in town. And she was she was wonderful. That was another example of a, of a uh, you know a highly trained volunteer who yeah. jumped the fray and did a tremendous job for the players and caddies while they were in town. Absolutely. I, I, you know, when you, when you think of a golf tournament, 
especially as a spectator, you don't think of those things. Um, you don't think of the medical mm-hmm. needs, if you will, of a player or the caddies. Caddies is, are usually uh, resolved with, uh, you know, some sort of amber ale. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that the players, they, they require ser- serious medical attention <laughs> like that. But, uh, yeah, people just don't think of that. And I think that's great that you that you had like a doctor on call and yeah. that type of thing to do that. So for Mark Gans himself, what was your biggest takeaway of um, being, being in the catbird seat the first time? Um, well, I would just say uh, my biggest takeaway is the amazing commitment um, of our volunteers and our partners uh, and, and how often partners became volunteers in addition to their partnerships. So sure. I want to cite specifically um, a mark, strategic marketing agency and named Little Bird. It's a woman-owned yep. agency. Um, they helped out. Uh, with uh, sponsorships for the first time last year. Um, we hired them directly this year to do the same, um, but also provide just other um, kind of uh, services that related to, uh, you know, sponsor and sponsor, um, not just not just sponsorship, but also helping sponsors activate well and making sure they had a good time and, and got, you know, achieve what they wanted to achieve. Yeah. And um, Lynn and Monica, who are the principals of the Little Bird Agency, and and then Julie Lee is a, in addition, and a couple others from that agency, they were there the entire week. They were there the weekend before, and they were helping stuff, you know, envelopes with things that needed to be done related to uh, whether it was tickets or sponsors or the Champions Club, they ended up putting in hours of uncompensated time that was just about their commitment to this tournament and to this community and what it meant. And so, you know, it's particularly humbling when someone who you're paying to have do a particular task who becomes so invested in it that they then transcend that and volunteer additional hours just for the good, just for right. the good. And they even had, you know, um, Monica had like her kids out and they volunteered and they worked their tails off. Her two kids, one who's a college age and one who's high school. Every time I turned around, they were in a cart, they were delivering something or moving something. And even her, uh, Monica's husband was involved. <laughs> and, you know, it was just, that that was the whole spirit of this week, and it just that is my number one takeaway: is the the goodness of people when they're committed to a cause that is larger than themselves. Yep. And you know, you know, Jeff, that there's a lot of people in this world that don't operate on that on that basis, and our tournament has run into people like that before, um, but this year. We really, it was, it was a fresh day. It was, it just felt really good. So that was number one. And I guess number two, which is kind of a corollary of that is, um, you know, putting on a tournament is a, is a very complex um, affair. Yes. And 
Um, and it takes a lot of diplomacy as well as hard work uh, and uh, a lot of listening because there's a lot of different interests. The LPGA will point out something and say, well, we, we want this to happen. And you have to have a good attitude and listen and evaluate it and take it seriously and, and try to deliver that. Um, if somebody makes a request that's not appropriate or is not, yeah, I guess I would just say, you know, you have to know how to be diplomatic and firm in saying, you know, that's not going to happen. That's not, right. we don't do that. That's not how we operate. Um, and this week entailed a lot of all of that. <laughs> yes. But people really kept their cool and, and, and kept focused on the big picture. And so that would be my second observation. And then third is the most important thing is when all of those things happen, keeping it, um, if you will, invisible from the people you're there to serve, which are mm -hmm. the players and the, the patrons that come, the fans, so that what they just see is a really fun tournament with great competitors and a great champion in the at the end of the day and and uh you know i think we'll we we i know i had many lessons learned this year just things that i had never done before or never seen i think rick mccloskey probably had that to a factor of 10 just because he was so much closer to the operations and i think it will help us next year be more even more sort of anticipatory around certain things that might happen and and we'll do an even better job oh i think you're off to a screaming start you know and that's a positive thing and um there were I times when i wanted to scream that, i know that i know that <laughs> but we didn't <laughs> i know that i ran into you once when you know i had to kind of say mark here bite this stick and go away <laughs> you know so uh Anyway, no, I thought you guys did a tremendous job. I was really happy to see it back at Columbia Edgewater. Um, I think the fans were incredibly happy that it was back at Columbia Edgewater. Mm -hmm. You've you've got a tremendous army of volunteers that really work good. I don't I want to ask you a question though. I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but and uh there's a volunteer that works out in the volunteer tent, Bobby. She's a lady. She's been working in those volunteer tents for years. She kind of organizes the tents. And I don't know if you know this, but she's been battling cancer uh, mm -hmm. for a couple of years now. And she's got a great attitude. I always go over, make at least one trip over to see her. We became friends years ago. And she was still doing chemo in the when the tournament was going on but wow that, i did not know that but yeah. that speaks to that kind of commitment exactly exactly yeah. and she's like no this is a big part of my life and she used to work when the winco was here she worked at the winco volunteer tent too but her real commitment i think has always been to the lpga wow. so um good for her yeah um, we're very grateful for her commitment yeah she's mm. she's a tremendous lady and uh but i didn't know if you knew anything about her but no. but maybe someday you'll get a chance to meet her because 
I don't even think Hopefully she'll be back next year. I think so. (laughs) And and maybe be on the other side of cancer. That would be wonderful. If I was a betting man, which I am, I would bet on Bobby. Trust me on that one. So Mark Gantz, CEO of Tournament Golf Foundation, and uh, he's just trying to catch his breath after the the uh, Portland Classic, the amazing Creed Portland Classic there. And Mark, you're to be commended for you and your team putting on a great event. Thank you. No problem. Uh, We'll be back with more um, grilling at the green right after this.